Hello and welcome back to the Holtcast and Aston Villa podcast, of course, hosted by myself, James Rushton and Danny Raza over there. How are you getting on, mate? Mate, I'm delighted. I'm absolutely delighted with that win. I forgot what a, uh, I forgot what a win felt like. So uh, to get that and to get it so emphatically was uh, honestly very good to see from Villa. Um, and uh, we, we all know the reason why Villa won. <laughs> yeah. It is amazing what having your star player back for you does. Man, um, I'm lost for words a bit because you see with this one result how much Jack Grealish means to us. And I think we'll get on to discussing the match. But first off, I think it's good to have a bit of energy in the podcast. I think I'm, I'm going to personally apologise for my um, performance last time because I was just gutted and I was I was a bit ill and not with it. And I thought, this isn't a good podcast and it, it's because of me. And I'm not getting, you know, I'm not being optimistic and I'm not getting wrapped up into things. But I think it was all... You know, it was very samey, week in and week out. It was quite the same thing. Uh, it's not true, man. We know it's it's between the two of us. It's between the two of us. But you're right. Like we, we we're analyzing the same the same thing every week. It is that there is potential in this team, but for some reason the the boys just aren't on it. And we saw it today that they switched on just like they did when. Uh, I, sorry, I say today, but I don't mean yesterday. We it's it's they switched on exactly you know as they as they would have done. Um back when Dean Smith first got in charge. And it's like, I mean, what was it? Was it, was it the leadership of Jack Grealish that spurred him on to play like that? But uh, yeah, I mean, it was getting the, it was very samey every single week. And it, it was very, very difficult to kind of pinpoint the reason why, other than they're not putting in the same amount of effort. Yeah, it's it's quite odd because I think Grealish, with that result, you see just how special he is to Aston Villa and how incredible he, you know, it wasn't even his best game. He was just in it. He was just involved in it. I think there was probably one player who had one hell of a game here, who will definitely come on to. But Jack Grealish was pretty Jack Grealish. You know, he was good, but nothing special apart from that goal. And but he checked the way he is on an average day just changes Aston Villa so much. And I think that can't be discounted when we're all saying, um, "Is it all because of one player?" I think yes. The whole team looks ready, ready to do some damage. They look dangerous. I woke up feeling dangerous, mate. Well, it's because you have your playmaker there, right? You have you have your guy who's basically making everything happen. Um, it, and it, he did it in multiple ways. I mean, I, I'm sure we'll get on to analysing his performance, you know, a little bit deeper. But uh, you know, he 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 dropped deep and play long balls as we saw for the for the uh, for the first goal from Conor Hurahan. Um, he'd uh, run at the defence and make the derby defenders look silly at times. I mean, there was one opportunity which ended up going wide where he just he just walked through the derby defenders. And, you, you know, you need a number 10. Every team, I don't think it needs a number 10 necessarily, but every team needs a playmaker who is your, you know, your weapon in that team. And at the moment, you know, in that position, Jack Grealish is all we've got. So, you know, we're we're basically... Without him, we're, we're we're playing. I mean, we're basically compromising. It was uh wow. To sum it up, mate, Derby County. We played we played an hour of football against them, um, in which we scored seven goals away and home because we didn't start scoring to the seventy fifth or something minute of the away game, and we put three past them there. And in right. the first forty five, we've put four goals past them. So in an hour or so of football. We've just demolished them. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know what happened in the second half. <laughs> it stopped them. Oh, stopped demolishing well, them. But these things happen, don't they? In games like this, where the game is, the game was over at halftime. It was done, concluded. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm not gonna say Villa didn't try and score, but Derby were just we have to avoid a complete and utter embarrassment here. Right, it's damaged. Villa were all over him. Yeah, Derby had no chance. Villa's defending immaculate. Villa's attacking immaculate. There was no problems. As far as I've seen, that's probably the most complete performance I've seen all season. Now look, I'm I'm happy, James, right? But doesn't this make you a little bit angry? Because I mean we hmm. we should be right up there in the playoff places. I, do, do you get what I'm? Do you get where I'm coming at? It's like, boys, do you, did you really need? And look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit, you know, how vital Jack Grealish is to the team, okay? But it's, it's like, did you really need him coming back for you to actually, you know, go in there against the side and and, and try to demolish them? Like, did you have to wait for him to come back to do that? I mean, I'm just, I just, I just can't see that, you know one guy can can have that much of an impact or should have that much of an impact. Dude, it was crazy because, it, it, you know, you find it hard to believe that one person can have that much weight to a team, not just in his performance and his abilities, but what he does for morale. He is Aston Villa. He is Mr. Aston Villa. And I think he carries that role more so than maybe Gabby Bonlahor did before him or whoever came before Bonlahor who carried that role you know, the, the homegrown hero. And he's captained his club. And you can see what he means to everyone. You know, he, there's a picture of Toro Mings hugging him before the match. These blokes have trained together for a month or so. Mm. You know, and already everyone knows that Jack is the man. And you get a lot of neutral fans that don't really understand his importance, but he carries the entire team. And I'm not saying Villa are bad. Villa aren't great without him. They struggled without him. But the the impact that he has. And I don't know if he carries the team, but he certainly makes them a whole lot better. I think it'll be a bit of an injustice to say carries them. Because like, even in the bad patch, there were good performances. They just weren't winning performances. But the way he he joins in that team and the way everyone feels inspired and motivated, that is just so, that is something incredible. But it's also, you know, guys like Conor Hurahan, where's that been? You know, Alper Adoma making runs ahead of the defence. You know, I mean, making quality runs. You know, putting himself in, in, in positions where midfielders can find him. Where's that been? I mean, all of, that, all of those things don't need Jack Grealish. Yeah, that's my, my concern is what do Villa do without him? Because there's a big part of me that thinks he will stay. But there's a bigger part of me that thinks... He's got, he has to go because he's a good player, a very good player, and he deserves to be playing at the highest level for any team that is willing to stump up the fee that Villa want. Look, the way that Dean Smith spoke after the game made it sound as though, you know, Jack Grealish was staying. He asked, they asked him about the captaincy. He said that, look, he's a, he's a player with a long-term contract at the club. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's and, and avoiding that. You know, he's a, he's a Villa fan, um, but, but not giving him the captaincy would have been overlooking his leadership qualities that's what he said um in the post-match interview uh and, and it's true Jack Grealish does have a long-term contract at the club but uh I, I hate to say it but I almost feel like would be hold would be holding him hostage over here I'm not I'm not gonna lie I mean that's if, true that, you're not he, wrong if he wants to do it then fine but I mean look it's, it's it's up to him like you don't get many players who just want to play for their team and stay there I mean Totti did it for Roma you know Roma weren't weren't busting out um, Serie A's were they? Do you know what I mean? Um, 
but it's up to Grealish. It's like, do do I want to stay at Villa and become a hero, or do I want to start pushing for the for these England caps and you know um, potentially going on to a Champions League winning side? Um, that is that is the question. Uh, but you know, you'd still be concerned if he moved to a bigger team, whether he'd get in the squad or not, because he's uh, you know demonly underrated. <laughs> Yeah, he is because there's a lot of championship analysts, you know, I think Martin Lawrence, um, George Ellick, um, they're not the top 20 guys. They they have been rating Jack Grealish since before we even started rating him. You know, Jack Grealish was kind of almost a public enemy one within Villa fans at one point, wasn't he? When he was pissing around and mucking up at the start when we got relegated and, of course, in our first year in the championship. But then he kicked on. That second season, especially a second season, like, so last season in the championship, and this season he seems to have gone from strength to strength. Um, everything revolves around him. The entire world of Aston Villa revolves around one player, and that isn't because Villa will have to rely on him. It's because he's that good that they can't not rely on him. The other thing with Jack Grealish is I don't remember any other player who's managed to become such a cultural icon within the city. I think I think I might get a couple of laughs there if you know if there was a Blues fan listening or or whatever. But well, even even in the negative, Jack Grealish gets a lot more negativity. I think Gabby had to earn the negativity. Jack Grealish hasn't played that much in a derby in derby games against Blues. Mm. Gabby had to score every single time to earn the venom. Jack Grealish already has it. No, that's true. That's true. How many games Jack Grealish hasn't played that much? Too many times. I think it might be once or twice. I think there's a League Cup game. What, and against Blues? Yeah. He's played a, he's played a few times now. But not as much. Not, I think Gabby really had to earn it. He had to score every single time to earn the same amount of venom that Jack Grealish has. And, you know, Jack Grealish didn't play, play him over the course of, what, 10, 8 seasons? No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that the height's there. And he gets into the heads. And look, he hasn't actually played at St. Andrews. Oh, is he not? No. He has not played at St. Andrews. The only time he's ever faced Blues is at Villa Park. So that's what? One, two, three. There's a maximum of four times he could have faced Blues. Which right, is, that, that's incredible to earn that level of uh, of Venom. He clearly don't like Blues, but Blues don't like him either. And Gabby had to earn that through goals and hard work. No, oh. He didn't ever stop scoring against Blues, did he? But no, um, I think next week we have Blues. We'll come on to preview that match, mate. But I think let's talk about the Derby game because Villa put four goals. What did we predict? I've completely forgotten what we've predicted. Um, what did I predict? Let me have a look. I'm gonna I'm gonna consult Trevor's <laughs> Trevor's photo because we were quite negative. I think I believe going into this match, so it wasn't at all massively positive. No, it wasn't. It wasn't massively positive. And, I mean, it shouldn't have been. <laughs> oh, actually, but, to be fair, right, me and Phil both predicted a win. So Phil said 3-1, I said 2-0. You said 1-1. So it's all, yeah, it's fairly positive. Yeah, it was actually fairly positive. There we go. We expected it. We predicted it. We saw it all coming. <laughs> but no, that was an, it was an excellent first half performance, truth be told. And if we're going to talk that much about Jack Grealish, we really have to talk about Conor Horahan. Oh, yeah, who yeah, yeah. had one hell of a game that has been quite rightly overshadowed by Jack Grealish's goal. Again, something we'll come on to. But Conor Horahan ran the show. Apps everywhere, pressing, you know, 
if there was a player attacking, it was because Conor Horahan had made the space and made the pass for him. Do you think the uh, the criticism has been getting to him? Yeah, and look, he's playing a lot further forward than he has been doing so. And to massive success, that's the most success I think we've had from a midfielder all season. Do you know what's mad? At doing stuff like that. You know, Conor Hurahan gets a lot of stick, but at the end of the day, he scored six goals and had nine assists so far this season. From, yeah, I think... From that, he's only had one like, man of the match as well. That's the crazy it's like thing. The, it's like the, the Moneyball film, you know, when Brad Pitt buys Chris Pratt, Pratt and no one, no one rates him, but he gets put in the right position in the right time. He's got end product, but he don't pass the eye test. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of those. It's, it's like if he's scoring that many goals and making that many key passes a game. Look, he made five chances last time against Derby. Five chances. And he scored two goals himself. Yeah, he was really so good. He's, he's been involved in seven scoring chances and bagged two. It's almost as though Whelan's played in that, you know, a holding role. And he said to Hurahan and Grealish, listen, you boys go run the show. Um and as as well as El Ghazi and Adoma did, I mean, that game was definitely one in the centre of the midfield. And that that obviously was down to Hurahan and Grealish. And I think, excuse me, much of that was the fact that we had so much possession and that we were being able to control play. This is what we've been saying. You know, our midfield, our guys like uh, McGinn, Hurahan, Whelan, they're not suited to having to chase the game. But give them the ball, let them, you know, do their magic with it. And Villa look a lot better. Um, so, I mean, when, when, when the whole team is trying and playing with uh, an air of po- positivity, you know, th- th- that's when guys like Conor Hurahan can, can show that uh, that skill that they have. Because a lot of the time, Hurahan's been having to track back and run around for the whole game without having any sort of chance to create anything from open play. And it's, it's a weird game because I don't think Tammy Abraham was much involved, but he managed to bag an assist and a goal himself. It was all it was all Horahan and Grealish. The entire thing. And you know, credit has to go to Al Mohammadi as well. Who oh. was against Ashley Cole, mate, of all people. Yeah, listen, look, I mean that both the fullbacks were fantastic. Both House and El Mohammadi, they, they they did their positioning work so well. And you're right about El Mohammadi. He was good. And I think that he should be starting ahead of Hutton. You know, absolutely. Hutton's injured anyway, isn't he? But um, yeah, I think I think this is it. You know, you, 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 if El Mohamedy's playing at right back, you know that you're going to be getting uh, getting attacked from <laughs> from two sides essentially. And him and Adoma are actually linked up very well. It almost uh, awoke us to sort of what happened last season when when the two of them were linking up incredibly as well. You forget about that. Yeah, I think. Adoma probably the the low light of the game. I think he had he had a great deal of chances. I thought I saw anyway, um, you know, around the box, and nothing comes off for him like it does for everyone else. He seems to just whether it's the look that's not going right or whether the application, it's just. I thought the goal last last match against Stoke would have given him the confidence to do what he does best, and it just seems to be not just there yet. I'm sure it will happen if he carries on though, because he's getting he is getting better and better. But it's just a, it's just, it's a shame to see what he was doing so well last season isn't working this season. Yeah, but he was good though. Like he was yeah, stretching play. He wasn't bad. I think it was just out of everyone yesterday. I think he wasn't quite with it. Right. Okay. That's fair. Uh, in terms of other performances, Tom Carroll come on and had a few good touches. Um, yeah, looked all right, but I don't see how he gets in the side. Um, I don't see how he fits in either. 
because with Hurahan and McGinn, you've got them in because we we almost need like a lot of strength in that midfield. You know, we need we need somebody who's got some bite, anyway, and we're, they're not they're, even the two of them aren't necessarily the strongest um, when it comes to that defensively. Carroll's not going to offer you anything defensively. No, he's tiny. This is he's tiny, and he he showed the same type of things that Jack Grealish does well, which is you know the link up play. But he's not going to get in over Jack Grealish when Jack Grealish isn't around. He's not going to get in over McGinn or Hurahan. Well, exactly, exactly. That's the problem, which is difficult. Um, but man, the whole team performance was exceptional. Jed steering goal. Um, Tommy Alfick, of course, went off injured. Um, it looked pretty bad because he he had he did get stretched off. But I think I'm hoping for the best there. I, I do like to see him. He does. He has held the back line so well. And with Tyron Mings, he lets Mings play on the left side. And man, Villa's defence did not look good when he went off. Um, and that's not because of Courtney Howes, who went into centre-back. It's because Tyron Mings went to that right-sided centre-back position. Mm-hmm. And you could just tell he was off balance. Oh, yeah. you know He, he definitely isn't suited to that position. But no, I think all in all, a fantastic performance. I'm not sure how to analyse it because Derby got hit hard. I couldn't believe Ashley Cole was at left back for him, mate. I didn't even know. Yeah, no, you forget about uh, these things. You forget about these things. Yeah, but Frank Lampard did did sign him up for Derby and I think it is his last season. I believe he is retiring at the end of the season. I might be wrong saying he that. He might as well retired at half-time in that one. He got subbed off at 45 minutes. I didn't even know he existed. Could you imagine how difficult that would have been for Frank Lampard? <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> seriously, though. Yeah. You know, uh, bro, I'm sorry, but you need to come off. Could you imagine that? You were playing that bad against two perennial championship players. Yeah, that your mate has to take you off. <laughs> you know what I mean? But man, I think Conor Horan, exceptional. And I have to, you know, you have to give him the shout out. I think I've been a fanboy of his all season in the tough times. And I'm not going to do the whole I told you so thing. But he really bit back today. Hard, well, yesterday, hard. He didn't stop the entire game. And man, let's go on to match ball time, mate. Yep, sound. Let's Sounds go on match ball time. Because that goal itself needs to come after because we've got to talk about that at length. But match ball time, I have to give that to Conor Horahan. Yeah, no, I agree. Two goals, as as well as Jack Grealish did. Horahan did bang in the two goals. Um, and we've got, to, we've got to look at this, you know, without Jack Grealish spectacles on. So uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you there. Got to give got to give the first one to Huran. Your choice then. What is up next? Well, next one's got to be Jack Grealish, hasn't it? He did run play. <laughs> I mean, uh, that, what my favourite Jack Grealish moment. I mean, apart from the volley, which was beautiful, right? Apart from the volley, which was beautiful, was uh, him uh, lifting the ball up from almost the halfway line and finding um, Tammy Abraham. Oh, that was a peach. That was beautiful. Oh, that's giving me chills thinking about that. That was wow. I, so many things Jack Grealish did yesterday, I didn't think would were working until they actually happened. It's like when you first the ball left his feet. It's like where's that going? Yeah, and yeah. he's he's just interdimensional. It's like he is just on another plane and just can see doors or gates or opportunities that don't even exist to anyone else. On that pitch. Yeah, I can understand that. Like Nightcrawler or something from X-Men. Like Nightcrawler. Just, just not, he can see or do things that no one else can do. Um, Third one. This is tough. 
as much as I'd like to give another one to Horahan or Grealish, oh. Al Mohamedi, Whelan. I'm, I mean, I, for me, it's pretty simple. Go on then. I'd absolutely give it to Abraham. Because you forget about him because he's a striker and he's not supposed to be flashy. You know what I mean? You forget about it. It's like, oh, he should be scoring goals. But at the end of the day, you know, he's he's been, I wouldn't say necessarily in a bit of a drought, but he hasn't been, he hasn't been, you know, on peace, does he? You know, over the last, over the last no, few no. years. And for him to get a goal, but also to get that assist for Conor Huran, I thought it was good. And I, I thought he was, I thought he was getting into his positions really well. And as I say, you know, the runs were so much better from, from the forward line. Uh, so for me, it's Tammy Abraham. But if you do have somebody else, man, Okay, well, how how would you judge Abraham against Whelan or Al Mohamedi or even Courtney Hills? In that one, uh, the fact that he got the assist and the goal. Uh, I, I know, yeah. I, I know that I know that Horse and, and Al Mohamedi both did their jobs very well as well. They 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 supported the wingers um, incredibly, but I I just think that that Tammy Abraham as a striker did his work, did his job exceptionally well. If this was a game where you know we won two 0 and Hurahan and Grealish um, hadn't scored any goals, you know, you might, you, you would have absolutely given it to Abraham. I mean, do you, do you think, yeah. do you think Whelan deserves it for, for just, I mean, it, just giving the midfield a flush, like just saying Grealish, Hurahan, no, you're Grealish correct. Hurahan were all, you know, fantastic. I mean, what would you? No, you're correct because I think Tammy Abraham's performance in that game is almost entirely forgettable and not because it's bad, but because there were two other incredible performances. Yeah. That took that shine off, and I think assist goal, um, probably very forgettable. But I think, yeah, you're right. I think we can both come together and give him the uh, the podcast match ball. So the man of the matches, well, the men of the match are uh, Connor Horahan, Tammy Abraham, and Jack Grealish. And man, let's go on to that goal because that goal was something, <laughs> wasn't it? It was. So Glenn, this is a pre-plan set piece, by the way. So Glenn Whelan pings out the ball from a corner. Um, it looks almost like a, a dead play. It's useless. Um, but Jack Grealish is waiting on the box and the ball just hits his foot on the volley and it's a goal. Yeah. Right top corner. Beautiful. Um, I've heard the headline, Captain Jack's Arrow, which is fantastic. I like that. I like that. And then we'll be stealing that for the podcast title. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, it is. it was an incredible goal, a fantastic goal. And I can't take that away from him at all. Um, Glenn Whelan as well does deserves massive plaudits for placing that to perfection right on his boot. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. It was it was very very well pinpointed that that cross. It didn't look like uh, you know it was accidental. Let's put it that way. Hmm. Oh, it's special. Where do you um so writing that against John McGinn's goal? Um, I'm gonna have to watch John McGinn's back. Give me a second. Because John McGinn was beautiful. <laughs> right, let's have a look. John McGinn's was special, but I think. Uh, you can't. I can't take away from it because it was in a losing match as well. Because it was a great goal. That is the problem, isn't it? But it's also like because, with, with yeah. Grealish has the story, doesn't he? Yeah, first match back from injury, captain in his boyhood club scores that goal. You know what? That goal. I just think I think McGinn's was better. McGinn's was so much better, but I think the story with Grealish's makes it better. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a screamer, right? It was beautiful. I think but... Dean Smith said they were fifty fifty. Either way, he just doesn't want to upset anyone. You can go for him. I agree. I, I agree that both are so good. And McGinn's was 
you know, it was makeshift. It was spontaneous. Jack Grealish was planned. True. Yeah, that is true. That is true. McGinn's <laughs> I'm not going to take away from him. I'm not going to take it away. I think um, they're both both just as good. But yeah, um, shall we go on to preview the big derby to close up the show? Yeah, sure. But also, just before, I mean, just a good way to link this up, right? I can just, I just want to confirm that Snobs the Nightclub um, supports Aston Villa. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So, like, I ended up, I ended up getting snobs into some Twitter beef yesterday. Um, really? Yeah. Because I. <laughs> I just think, look, this is an Aston Villa podcast, right? I need to mention Birmingham culture where, when I can. Uh, basically, I, I tweeted yesterday, Jack Grealish is back, Aston Villa are back, anybody want to go to Snod's nightclub tonight? Um, somebody's replied saying that they're not going to go there because they only played dull indie music. Snobs have replied to that person saying, bore off, mate. And then <laughs> <laughs> after I've replied to them, they've just gone up the villa. So... Yes. Just a confirmation right there that I think everybody didn't uh, want to hear, but but needs to hear. Or didn't need to hear, but wants to hear. Oh, that is incredible. Um, Sticky floors and villa shirts up the villa. Snobs Night Club, everyone. (laughs) Um, An unofficial sponsor of the podcast and Danny Rother, (laughs) as it were. But man, it's a big derby splitting the city in half. Um, Aston Villa versus Small Heath FC. Small Heath Alliance FC, I need to get it correct. I was nervous before. We've just smashed Derby. Birmingham are lost to Hull City. Um, there's no shame there. Hull have been that, doing all right. But the momentum suddenly swings. And I know it's at St. Andrews. It's Jack Grealish's, might be Jack Grealish's first match at St. Andrews. What are we thinking here, Danny? Listen, I mean, before, before uh, the Derby game, I would have been very, very worried. But now with Jack Grealish back and seeing what we could do, I think it's very, very difficult to bet against us. I mean, we've been... Would you bet against us? I, I can't. No, I, I could not. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think Birmingham as well, they've been, they've been as good as they've been for years, I think. I think it's worth saying that. And I think it's because they have a very simple system as well, but they have been as good as they have been for years. Uh, I think, you know, they, they play a very, very simple way Right, they've got two combative midfielders in there, and Gary Gardner and and, and, and David Davis. They've got uh, a big man, little man partnership up front. And Shea Adams, who, by the way, Blues fans uh, seem to rate, uh, you know, uh, above sort of fourteen, fifteen million. By the way, um, and then you've got Yut- he's decent, he's fairly he good, he is good, he is good. And then you've got Yutkovich as well, who's yeah. just a big man who you you know uh, is is the type to score against Villa because he's just. He's he's there to do a job, essentially. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? He's he's there to win aerial duels. Uh, oh, Shay Adams does have twenty-one goals this season as well, which is a uh, bang equal with Tammy Abraham. Exactly, exactly. Very very underrated player, Shay Adams. He, he almost goes unnoticed because he plays for Birmingham. Yeah, that, I'd say that's fair. Um, I'm, I, we do rip into him, but. Uh, that's pretty fair. Um, Birmingham and Hull were on, are on equal points now. It's uh, it was a tough one. It's a tough visit up north from to the KCOM. Um, they did get slapped by a, a double hit from Jared Bowen. No shame in that, because we have uh, had the same thing. Yep, we have. Uh, we managed to come back, uh, which is uh, the difference in quality. Of course, Blues won't have Gary Gardner. That uh, they'll have to make do with Craig. True, true. So, 
it's tough. I really am having difficulty splitting the teams and the table isn't a great way of doing so because the current table, um, we, are, we aren't we are that far off. We're 48, so we're on 48 points. They've got 50. A win for us completely leapfrogs them. So it's a massive, important game. Exactly. Um, in terms of form, yeah, in terms of form, we've got the, the win. So... In our last game, they had the loss in their last game, but won the game before whilst we drew. Um, so it's pretty pretty even as far as the, the real short term goes. That Of course, over the longer term, they have been doing better than, than us since our slump um, over the over Christmas also, and the, the new year. But also, the, their position at the table reflects them playing at their best. And our position at the table reflects uh, Villa being in a slump and being without Jack Grealish and just being freakishly low on form. So yeah. I'd say that, that yeah. there's that. So if you are trying to say who the strongest side is, I think Aston Villa with Jack Grealish are unquestionably the strongest side. Birmingham City, they are very sort of heavily skewed towards their attack. And that's because their two strikers have been ridiculous. It almost seems as though because it almost seems as though after the 4-3-3 revolution, teams have absolutely forgotten how to handle uh, a strike force where there's uh, two forwards. So I do think that, that Tyrone Mings and whoever else is playing a centre-back is going to have a job on their hands. But other than that, I think we win the midfield battle with ease. Uh, because I, I don't think... I like David Davis. I think I think he's a good midfielder. Uh, but, but Gary Gardner is not going to be about either. That's the other thing. Uh, I, I think they might have to go in with, with uh, Clifton Bell, I think. Possibly. Or even his brother Craig. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I, I think I think we win the battle in midfield, and I think that is probably going to be the most important thing. So if we play with the three midfielders, you know, Hurahan, maybe bring back McGinn and Jack Grealish. Um, I think I think we should be should be okay. Yeah, I don't know how to... for goals. It's not that pretty. Um, so it's Shea Adams leading the line, twenty-one goals, and Jukovic's with ten. I think. Because they play two up front, that benefits them more because they've got obviously the two de- fairly decent strikers where we, we, we play one up front. Tammy Abraham, of course, bagged 21 himself. It's too it's difficult for me to split, but I think if... I'm not going to call Jack Grealish the key man for this one. I'm looking at Horahan again. Yeah, you... Because we need we need that creator and Jack Grealish wasn't the creator last time. He He dictated the play. It was very much Derby's focus to shut down, and that gave Horahan everything. Birmingham are going to go in harder on Grealish, and probably less so on Horahan. So this is all dependent on if Grealish can stay on his feet and win those set pieces, or win those set pieces for Horahan. Whether Horahan can d- actually deliver for two games in a row. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, with that being said, mate, I need your prediction so we can wrap the show up. Um, three nil Villa. Ooh, that's St. Andrews, you reckon? That's a good point. I forgot it was at St. Andrews. Um, <laughs> We've already beaten once this season, mate. 2-1 Villa. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to push my luck. I'm going to go for the exact same result. I'm going to be boring. 2-1 Villa. Do, do you think that... I can't look past it. Do you think that, you know, this Blues defeat just has to be coming at some point? You know, at a point where we yeah, least expect time, it. That, Time's not on our side, is it? Because we have, I think it's fair to say we've dominated the second city derby for maybe the last 
seven or eight years. You can't keep spanking a team forever. No. That's the thing. Well, you can. I think there, there are circumstances where some teams just do not beat their well, rivals. Yeah, sure. If I we had like it's a more common, it's more common down south, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if we had a rivalry with Warsaw teams. or something, do you know what I mean? It would be different. But yeah, this is Birmingham City okay, the best they've I'll... been for a very long time. Yeah, I've, yeah, that's that's the trouble, and they weren't that they weren't that bad against us at Villa Park. They came at us and they did take the lead, and I think they would have gone on to score if Josh Adams didn't hit the post. But that's what happened, and they got they got thoroughly run over after that. But um, I'm expecting some good things, and man, that clean sheet is more important as well. The one we got against Derby four 0 clean sheet, positive vibes going into this one. I'm feeling good about it. Two one win up the villa eh? um any final thoughts so we can wrap it up mate yeah uh i just um i'm excited for it man and i'm i'm, I'm glad i just want to say that I'm, I'm really glad that we pulled in such a massive such a massive performance i think every villa fan you know deserved that because i i think uh i think we've been good as 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 a as a group of fans i think we've been patient and uh it's it's good to see the team coming together i just really really hope that jack grealish stays I think that's that's the way it is. And I think that having Jack Grealish back just makes everything way more fun again. I agree. I completely agree. I think it's fun with Jack Grealish. I think it's positive. And it's nice to see the crowd fully get involved with the team. Um, it's been good. It's been a good podcast. I've really enjoyed speaking about Villa again. And I can't stress how important that is to me to feel good to speak about Villa. It's probably the same for you. Um, I think everyone's buzzing. Um, it'll be a good weekend. I think win, lose, or draw, as long as you put in a good performance and something to build on. Um, final question, mate. Oh, go on. Are we making the Are we making the playoffs this season? Don't do that to me. Um. Right. Let me have a look at the table. Let me have a look at the table. We did. We have been closing the gap. Right. We are six points off Bristol City in sixth place, but they've got a game in hand. But they have not won in three games. We're not making it. <laughs> we're not making it. Got, Fair there's games in hand, and yeah, we're, we're we're far off. We're way too far off. Look, I mean, I'd go as far as to say that you know, like even Birmingham City, Nottingham Forest, I think those teams above us, they're going to struggle too as well, because you know, you you haven't got that many games left till the end of the season. You know, it's maybe like nine or ten. And yeah, you've got to totally depend on the, these teams now losing. So you've got to depend on Bristol City and Borough losing their games in hand and continuing to lose so, whilst you pick up their points. Derby will lose. Bristol will lose. You know, Dar- Bristol are in some are in some poor form. They have they are in danger of, of dropping out. But I just think that at this point in the season, yeah, I'm not so sure. Not so sure. Well, man. fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. And I think there's no better podcast way to end the podcast than on that note. But uh, So thanks for joining us. Um, you can follow him at Rosagerno on Twitter. Me, Jamie Rushton, us together at 7,500 Holt, up the villa, and we'll see you next weekend. Goodbye, guys. Thank you.